the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided our world has become? We desperately need stories of peace and healing. We find the bridge builders across the globe who are stepping into the divides of culture and bringing understanding, compassion, and reconciliation. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Sanborn and Lisa Jernigan. Well, welcome to Counterculture. It's a it's a great day to be together. It is. You just are you saying that to me? You're just are you trying to cover up no, something? I'm just, no, I'm just saying it's a great day to be together. And first of all, I'm Lisa. And I'm Jonathan. Well, and I'm so glad you're here, Jonathan. I have a question for you. I was just thinking about this driving in today. Okay. Are you more? I didn't do it. Well, you always did it. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's a given. Okay. So <laughs> besides that point, are you more about the destination or are you more about the journey? Oh, in theory, I'm about the journey, process and journey. Right. But destinations are pretty nice. Right. I, it, it wakes me up in the morning. I think about destination. Well, I'm, I like change. Yeah. And I like going places. Okay. But if I never get there, I get a little frustrated. So it's kind of a little, a little, a little bit of both, both yeah. which is great. Yeah, but I do know people that are all about the destination. I got to get from point A to point B, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything else different until I get to yeah. my end result, yeah. right? And then there's people that are like, oh, you know what? I would take the scenic route. That's more me. Yes. Like if yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna go here, but if something comes up, I might take a little detour yes. to finally, but I'll get to my destination. But I'm okay with the scenic route. I like the scenic routes too. Right. Yeah. My husband's more about. I just want to get to the destination. Want to get there. Right. right. But what, why I was thinking about this is I'm driving in today, and so many times we're about the destination. You know, right. I'm like, yep. I got to get there by this time, and I'm going to do this. Yeah. And today I'm driving in, and I'm looking around outside, and it is a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. It is mm. super clear. I could see the mountains as we live in the Valley of the Sun. I could see the mountains. I could see downtown with the buildings. It was just crisp really? and clear. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? I don't take the time always to notice my surroundings to okay. notice things. I'm so, you know, I've got to get there and I got to get there on time. But it was really cool today to just go take it in and go. Yes, enjoy it. Enjoy it. And, and pray for my, pray for our city. As yes. I'm, I'm looking it all in, I'm like, I'm just praying for our city and for, you know, the people who call this place home and what God is doing and what he wants to do and all that. So anyway. I was just in Los Angeles for the weekend and on Saturday I was, was at the beach for the more just like on the coast walking along and started to drive back, and my GPS said to get to my destination in the valley, I, this would be 28 minutes, or I could drive along the coast, and it would take 33 minutes. So I think five minutes shorter. It was trying to say, go to, go the short route, but then you would miss the the drive right along the ocean. I'm like, no, I want the longer journey. See, I love it, right? Because so, you get the ocean breeze, cr- crank the music, roll the windows down. That wouldn't have happened if I went if I was in a big hurry. But you also have to create space for that, right? Yes. If you were yep. just like so like ugh, regimented, there yeah. wouldn't be space to take it in. 
So like well, leaving space. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, talking about time and space, our our guest today is you know we just were saying he's before a, a, a legend. He's not he's, a he's not a stranger. He's to, not a stranger to, to us. Our valley and and um, he's been a pastor for thirty three years oh, and wow. um, I'm talking about Jose Gonzalez in front of his face, not behind his back, in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting the in the legend, studio. Right, Jose Gonzalez. Right. This is my third time to see him in one week and. I, there's so much. I, we were just talking even before we got on air, and there's just so I'm like, wait and and save that, S- share with that on the air. But just last week, he leads this. He started this. And we're going to have him share with us how it happened. But firefighters and law enforcement, a prayer breakfast. Okay. That brought community leaders, government, marketplace leaders, faith community, mm-hmm. law enforcement, and fire together for prayer. Yeah. And to honor these people who are on the front line serving. So let's welcome Jose. Thank you for the invite. Thank you for having me here. What an honor and privilege. And my friend Lisa and you, thank you for being here. It's an honor for me. Oh. <clears throat> okay, so back us into, because there's a story behind this prayer breakfast that goes back a few years. So can you just, how did you get a vision? How did this happen? Well, uh, on it was uh, 2014 on May when John McAdam invited me to the East Valley Mayor's Prayer Breakfast. And he invited also your husband as well. We both were keynote speakers. And while I was speaking, the Holy Spirit clearly spoke to me saying, I want you to do a prayer breakfast, but for the first responders. So after that, I spent some weekends praying and fasting, and the Lord was very clear to me. The first thing I did after praying and fasting, I spoke with some key people like the uh, Chief Garcia, Bill Montgomery. He was a key person in this. Uh, the Edsons both, Brad and bread. They are good friends of mine. And they all encourage me saying, we think that this is a God thing. Well, I know it's a God thing, but I need some help. And they all provided help in one way or another. So the first uh, prayer breakfast, we had it at North Phoenix Baptist Church and we had over 500 attendees. I remember Bill Montgomery saying, well, Jose, when he got there, he said, I thought if we have at least 80 people coming to this (laughs) prayer breakfast, it'll be very successful. But here we we have more than 500. So we praise God. We thank God. The second one, we had it at the Phoenix Convention Center. Uh, it was Saldi CCO, I think Bill Montgomery, Governor Ducey, who I think they called there. When I went there to sign the contract to have the prayer breakfast there, the lady there, I remember, she said, uh, I don't know, Mr. Gonzalez, you're going to be able to afford it. I said, how much we need to pay for the venue? And she said, well, I don't know if you're going to afford it, but we're going to charge you $1 because of what you're doing for the firefighters and prayer breakfast. $1? Wow. And she said, yes, I believe that what you're doing is great for our city Mm. and great for our people and great for our first responders. I was like, oh, Thank you. You had the favor of God. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and and I could see God's hand. And then on it was back on 2017, the third one, we had it at the GCU Arena. And since then, we've been having it there. GCU Arena has been, the GCU, they, they, they've been so nice to us. Mm. Uh, you know, they've been helping us a lot. So, why, why first responders? 
Well, I believe that first responders, they risk their lives. As we ran out of the dangerous zone, they ran into the dangerous zone. And most of the people, at least on those days, and now I think even nowadays, the media was not doing a good work to thank them or to bless them or mm. to say thank you. And the Lord laid it in my heart to say, you, you need to say thank you. Bring the community together and tell them thank you and bless them. And that's what we start doing, blessing them, blessing their families. We give uh, Bibles, devotionals, and we just let them know, thank you for risking their lives to do what you do to protect us. Mm. And, and we thank you and we bless you. And some of them, they, they go out of the prayer breakfast crying, mm. tearful, saying, thank you, thank you. I didn't know that there was a, a, a community uh, that, that we they, they pray for all of us. Thank you. Mm. That's how it started, you know, but uh, I used to do different things, and I used to ask myself, why the Lord is not blessing it? And I was crying and praying and fasting, and the Lord clearly spoke to my heart, I won't bless anything if it is not according to my will, to my plan. So I started saying, Lord, let me know what is your will. What do you want me to do? Because I I, want to do only your will. I want to do your plans, the plans that you have for me. Whatever you want me to do in the community, that's what I'm going to do. And then the Lord clearly started speaking to my heart, do this, do that. And I just started obeying what I could hear from the Lord and he started blessing mm. what I was doing. And the Lord said, you know, I don't bless your own plans. I just bless my own plans. And I just bless what it's according to my will. And, and, and that's why I take a lot of time uh, praying or fasting to see, Lord, what do you want? Because mm. that's what the Lord blesses. Mm-hmm. That's such a great reminder for all of us, you know, because we're, we're also capable of running ahead and doing our own thing. Yes. Right? We're, yeah. we're independent. We know what we want. We want the destination. Yes. We're going to go for it. And a lot of times we forget to ask God what he wants or ask God, where are you moving that we can join you? Instead of saying, God, I'm going here. I want your blessing. Even when we have good intentions, mm-hmm. you know, if mm-hmm. it is not according to God's will or it is not in God's plan, he's not going to bless it, mm-hmm. you know. Even when men say, oh, what a great thing. If doesn't have the blessing of God, we're working in vain. You know, that's what I did learn. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you've gone into places where a few people, you're, you're with leaders at the top levels of government. Like you said, you've, you mentioned the governor, law enforcement, all these different places, which is where we need to be. Right. And and forming relationships. And you're so good at that. Talk to us about that, because you even prayed for that. Yes, I had the privilege to say the invocation for Governor Ducey in his first term. I also pray many times with uh, uh, John McCain mm-hmm. and others, with Bill Montgomery, Mark Bonavich, and all of them. They became good friends of mine. But, you know, for, before this, I was coordinating huge events for the Hispanic community. I invited the Hispanic Ministry of Reguarin to teach a purpose-driven life in Spanish, purpose-driven church in Spanish, and then I did work for other ministries and then for Luis Palau, and I was able to get about 300 Spanish churches involved in the crusade, and I think first God's grace and God's love, uh, some of the politicians, they heard about what I was doing, and they were curious about meeting me, and then we met with uh, John McCain, with Governor Ducey and others. We became good friends. The Lord gave me favor, something that I've been praying for, you know, mm-hmm. years, 
and I could see God's hand, and I see, well, uh, some people, especially in the Hispanic community, the pastors think uh, you should not get involved in, 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 in politics, but I don't think so. I think that we are the salt and the light, and we should uh, let our light shine wherever it's darkest, it's where it's most needed. So I started praying with these people, and uh, I said, well, the Lord has given us influence, and we're going to use it to pray, to uh, bless them, and to let them know that people, and they also need Jesus. So that's mm-hmm. what I started doing, and they opened their hearts, and they opened their doors for so, me. So you probably could find reasons to oppose. Maybe there's things you disagree with or way certain government officials are handling things or and you're not dismissing or you're not approving of everything every government person ever does just by blessing them correct yes you know at the prayer breakfast we had uh, republicans we had democrats mm-hmm. people i don't agree with but they all need prayer yeah mm-hmm. they all need god's love that's the way i see it Sometimes they ask me, why are you with this guy if that person is not a Christian, is a corrupted politician? I said, because he needs Jesus, because he needs prayer. My goal is to lead him to the Lord. Mm-hmm. First, I develop a friendship with this person, and then I talk to him about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. And I like what you were just, you know, your question. It was so good because I think we we think, well, if somebody's associating with somebody, they must agree with them. Right. 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 And yeah. so I can't cross that line and be with that politician from that party because that means that I endorse. And it's, it's not. It's like, how do we see them as a human first? Yes. And how do we love them? And it doesn't mean we have to agree with everything. But how do we love and build relationships? Before seeing the person as a corrupted politician, as some people say, we need to see the person as someone who needs Jesus, who needs prayer, who needs our love. Uh, that's what we need to do. Daniel, Daniel in the book of Daniel, <laughs> you know, uh, the the king was a corrupted person, yes. was an evil person, and mm-hmm. Daniel was there, was his friend, and, and, and he provided spiritual support when he needed, and he helped him to understand many other things from God that he couldn't understand if Daniel was not there. Uh. I think nowadays Daniel was going to be crucified because what are you doing with this king? Same with Nehemiah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't yeah. be so kind to these uh, or, these heroes that it, we look at in the most Bible. Most of them, right? right. <laughs> like most exactly. of the ones that interact with any other government. Oh, they spoke, for sure. They, you know, uh, in this, although they did speak truth to power, at t- you know, when he, Daniel stood up and re- gave the accurate interpretation of a dream or Joseph, you know, he was still sought, honored Nebuchadnezzar and he was humble before him and respected where God had placed Nebuchadnezzar in authority. Mm-hmm. It was really different an approach to maybe how we might approach it today. Oh, and it's such a great reminder of how we how we interact and how we see, and even asking you know our listeners and asking ourselves like, who is that person that's on the other side of our beliefs or our opinion that we can love and mm-hmm. not crucify mm-hmm. and not condemn and not um, allow that to be a dividing factor. But how do we just love, because they need Jesus too, right? If we see the person as a corrupted politician or all the things that I don't agree with, I won't be able to let the Holy Spirit use me in the life of this person. First, Mm -hmm. I want to see the person as a soul, as a human being who needs the gospel and who needs Jesus. Mm. It's such a great reminder. And even as we know, we've been having conversations about like upcoming election, Mm -hmm. 2024, right? Could be a very, a potential, very divisive, season again for the church, for the world, 
for the communities. So how, again, reminding ourselves to see people as human beings first and, and respond in that way, not responding to, will you believe you're on the other side? I'm over here. You're over there. We have these invisible dividing lines that we operate. Sometimes they're not invisible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're there. But how do we, again, how do we treat each other as human beings? We need to influence the influencers in the state with love, with prayer, and let them know, you know, I love Jesus. I love you. You know, some people say, well, I don't like that person, but I love that person as a human being, and I'll be praying for that person. Mm-hmm. You know, some people hated me about four years ago, or even when I started this, they were saying bad things about me. They thought that the government was giving giving me money to do it. That's not true. Never that mm-hmm. happened. And or why are you praying for these police officers if they did this, or they did that because they need Jesus, their family need Jesus, they need our protection. We need to bless them. We need to let them know. You know, we have led police officers and firefighters to the Lord. I have led atheist people to the Lord. Mm. Yes. Well, and I think we tend to like one wrong by one person. We associate it with the whole. Yes. Right. Then they're all bad. Instead of going, oh, my gosh, it's one person. Like, we're all capable of being that one person. Mm-hmm. But the thing that was beautiful about even the prayer breakfast is recognizing the sacrifices yes. of these, you know, first responders and honoring them. We, we don't have to go into the individual things, but honoring that they show up. Yes. They, they, like somebody had said at the thing, their eyes are open when ours are shut mm-hmm. at night. They're still on. And we got all kind of firefighters from different denominations or religions. And we got uh, police officers. We got the FBI. We got SWAT. We got the sheriff. We got all of them there. And they love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And imagine the opposite. Imagine you stood in condemnation and judgment saying that's wrong. You're the, you would lose your voice. They, they wouldn't. And you, if, then you said, yeah, I, you're, you're corrupt. You're bad. Um, come to my prayer breakfast. <laughs> it, it won't happen, right? right. You've, lo- you've, you've lost the platform to really minister when you stand in judgment. Yeah, and to develop a friendship with them, uh, it doesn't mean that I'm going to agree with all the things they do sure. or all the things they say. I have a different goal, you know, and I know that sin is sin before God and what is wrong is wrong before I know that. But it'll come the time when I'm going to talk to the person about the need he or she has as a human being and talk about what God, you know, what God wants to do in the life of this person Mm -hmm. and that they need to repent. Sometimes I talk about, you know, we need to repent as a nation. You need to repent as leaders. I've been praying at the Senate and at the legislators and I've been praying with all of them and reading the scriptures. But, you know, we need to know the time, the time when to meet, when to develop the friendship and when to be very clear about what is wrong in our nation. And uh, we need repentance in our nation. Mm -hmm. Our leaders need repentance. I don't ignore that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. And we know you to be such a man of prayer. You've been a pastor for 33 years. Um, you're in the trenches. You're not just leading from afar, from a distance, as we've talked about. You created, like with the prayer breakfast, a safe space for first responders to show up together. They, they know they're not going to be condemned because you've built these relationships. They're going to be honored. You know, there was a time in my life, I don't talk about this, 
that for four days I got very angry at God. Mm-hmm. My first wife, who passed away on 2017, she was wonderful. She loved the Lord. She loved to worship the Lord. And she got very sick, and she suffered a lot when she was very faithful to God, when she had a wonderful faith. And I spent a few days praying and fasting, Lord, I believe you're able to heal her, and you're going to heal her in the name of Jesus. And he didn't. Mm. And she suffered, and I suffered with my daughter. So I got I got angry with God. Yeah, yeah. But the Holy Spirit dealt with me in a very special way, saying, you know, you need to be on your knees. You need to be praying. God is in control. Uh, whatever it happens, it's God's will, and you need to surrender to God's will. And then I remember that the fifth day, I was crying. I spent a whole day crying, and the Holy Spirit convicted me. You're wrong. You need God. Why are you angry at him? He knows what he's doing. And since then, I became a person of prayer. You know, every day, every month from now on, Lord, no matter what happens in my life, I depend on you. You are my Lord. You are sovereign, and I believe in you, and I will love you. And this is going to be hard, Lord, but please forgive me. Please forgive me. And every morning, uh, the first thing I do, I spend time with God. But it was a very horrible time. But the Lord uh, made me feel his love. And mm. even my daughters, they love Jesus in spite of mm. all the things we went through on those years. Oh. Mm. Thank you for being vulnerable with us and just sharing that. Because I think those are real feelings mm-hmm. when God doesn't answer our prayer. Um and doesn't answer in the way we want. It's it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, and this helps me also because I'm a hospice chaplain to help people, you know, and help people understand God is sovereign. Because some people get angry at God, as I did for four days, horrible, you know. But the Holy Spirit was very gentle to me, and patient, and and, and He helped me to understand and reading the scriptures. That God is in control. No matter what mm. happens in my life, God is in control. He loves me. He wants the best for me. Even when I don't understand, he never loses control. And I just worship God and thank God for for his love. Mm. And that's been a big theme on our show is that people who have been broken can min- so much more effectively love and minister to other people. And so you could have b- turned to b- become bitter and it stayed in that place. Of, you didn't, it was a, it was a good it was a necessary season, but you could have stayed there, and or even walked away from the Lord. But instead, you tr- you kept hum- humbled yourself, and now God has used you. you. Could you could talk to someone about loss and grief and death better than most because you've been there. You've been in the valley of the shadow. I wrote a book, Transform My Spirit, is in mm. Amazon, and I talk about all what I went through, but how it became a blessing once mm-hmm. I let the Holy Spirit work in my life and I submitted to the Lord and I started worshiping God. Because, you know, Job in the Bible says, uh, blessed be your name you gave and you took away. It is so easy to say, Lord, thank you because you gave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about when he takes away? Mm-hmm. Do we still say, blessed be your name? Mm-hmm. And we learn to do that and bless the Lord and let him do his will in our lives. Mm. That's just such a great reminder mm. because so many times our heart is telling us one thing because so we're feeling so deeply and then we have to remind ourselves in our head like God is still a good God. God is, is, is present. He knows what he's doing like you said. He's in control. And we have to just, that's that word trust, right? Trust that he knows. Um, but it's hard because in our humanness 
don't always understand. Yeah, well, sometimes we don't even understand each other, and sometimes we want to understand what God is doing, the creator of the universe. That's sometimes impossible, you know. Mm. But we know that he's good, that he has a plan that is the best for us, and we need to learn to be submissive to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit. That's when the Holy Spirit gives us the strength and the peace we need in in difficult times. Mm. Wow. Well, there are so many great nuggets that you've said that I know that I'm personally walking away with. I don't know about you. Like, again, where God is blessing, don't try to do your own thing, which Mm -hmm. I think that's, for a lot of us, we need to be reminded of that. Like, ask God, where is he blessing? Well, uh, let me say this last thing about the prayer breakfast. Uh, About two years ago, a first responder approached one of the pastors there, one of our pastors, and he said, this prayer breakfast just saved my life. Last mm. night I was wow. planning to commit suicide. Oh my I've goodness. been going through much. Somebody invited me to this, uh, to this prayer breakfast. Uh, he talked wow. to the pastor. This prayer breakfast was something divine to my life. It just saved my life oh and my, my family. You know, he had great wow. testimonies about the mm. prayer breakfast, things like that. It's beautiful because you listen to God saying, I'm doing a good work I need you to do here. And you said yes. And even if it was for that one person, mm-hmm. it's everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have been a blessing to us today. Mm. I can tell you that. I, I appreciate your your candor your and your faithfulness to stand in the gap, so to speak. You're, you're mm. st- taking a courageous place as a peacemaker in our city and a bridge builder to be a blessing in the pl- the favor that God has given you. So just thank you for your faithfulness. Well, thank you for having me here. What a privilege. God bless you. Right. Mm-hmm. And how do people find you? Uh, okay. Uh, the My email, josegonzalezq at, I got the old one, AOL.com. AOL. Okay. Yeah, I still have that one. <laughs> and it's Gonzalez with both Zs. Yes, correct. Q. That's in Queen. That that's for Queenones. That's my other last name, Jose Gonzalez Q at aol dot com. Perfect. Thank you, Jose. God bless you in your Thank ministry. You. Bendiciones. Muchas bendiciones. God bless you all. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Amplify Peace, educating, immersing, training, and launching peacemakers to build united communities. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com